Let's go. Welcome to Micromobility, a podcast exploring the disruptive potential of lightweight utility vehicles. Using the history of computing as a framework, we examine how these technologies will upend everything we thought we knew about the future of urban transport. The host of the show is Horace Deju, founder of Asimco.com, and I'm his co-host, Oliver Bruce. Hey team, Oliver here. This week, we're covering more material from the Micromobility World Conference that we had in January 2022 that included some incredible speakers, including another first of someone that I have long wanted to cover here on the podcast, GoGro CEO and co-founder Horace Luke. As you'll hear in the discussion, Horace is an OG of micromobility, but he's actually very similar to our Horace Did You in that he came from mobile as well and then sought to apply the advancements, both technological and in terms of disruptive innovation business models, that that unlocked in mobile and apply it to transport. TechCrunch's Rebecca Balling gets the inside story of the Taiwanese battery swapping company in a depth that hasn't been captured before and conveniently right on the eve of the firm's upcoming IPO. For those who don't know, GoGoRo aspires to build a battery swapping infrastructure that will power millions of micromobility users from Berlin to Hangzhou every day. They discuss Horace's background in mobile phones, the business strategy behind battery swapping in two-wheelers, and GoGoRo's expansion plans for China, India, and Indonesia, some of the largest micromobility markets in the world. Thanks so much to Rebecca for doing such a great job here. It is a great discussion. Also, if you like this podcast, you're also likely to enjoy our new project, Infinite Block. As we've gone deeper into the micromobility story, and we can see that it's connected to everything that we have in cities, zoning, urban form, tech platforms, infrastructure funding, governance, and at its core, kind of the social contract of citizens and their cities, we've long wanted to be able to talk about some of the other disruptive developments that we're seeing that are relevant to cities, but aren't quite the right fit for here on the micromobility podcast. So if you like what we do here and ask, that in an age of accelerating innovation, where and what is the city to be and do, please come and join us by signing up to the Infinite Block Substack and looking out for the forthcoming Infinite Block podcast. As for here on Micromobility, don't you worry. I'm excited to keep producing content here as well and looking forward to returning with some regular interview programming soon. But for now, here is Rebecca and Horace. Let's go. Hey, everyone. Really excited to be here today with Horace Luke co-founder and CEO of Gogoro. Uh, Horace, lovely to meet you. Wondering if you could give us a brief intro to your backstory as an entrepreneur and kind of how it led into the origins of Gogoro. Yeah, thanks Rebecca for having us on. Um, you know, we, we started the company about 10 years ago with the idea that uh, we need to offer something that was a little better for people to, and easier for people to adopt electric mobility in the hearts of cities. Um, I started, you know, my early career in Nike, where I was a creative director looking at um, kind of telling stories in different brands. And then one day, uh, a friend of mine told me that, you know, the Internet was going to change everything. Um, that was in the mid 90s. And I ended up joining Microsoft, where I became the creative director of Xbox, uh, one of the first uh, seven guys in on the team to really trying to bring technology to the living room and try to offer entertainment as well as connectivity to everyday living. Uh, and then later on went on to, uh, to, to, to help Windows uh, with Windows XP and bringing uh, Windows technology to, I would say, everyday productivity. And as I looked at technology and how technology applied to everyday living, 
Uh, I made a big move to HTC back in 2006 uh, to become one of the early uh, early founders, so to speak, on smartphones, uh, creating the world's first six Android phones, uh, and really focus on usability and how do you actually uh, take really great technology, really great connectivity, and then apply it in a very usable and approachable way that the consumer can then now adopt uh, such innovation. And then I would say 10 years ago, uh, it dawned on me that the, you know, the productivity era has come to a peak. And I would say, you know, overall, over the last three decades has really been about the computing revolution. But moving forward in the next couple several decades, I think it's really going to be about the sustainability and mobility revolution. And as you think about, you know, the, all the topics and all the conversation on the heels of COP26, um, there has never been a stronger need for more sustainable urban solution for, for all the big cities that are emerging across the world. What people don't realize is over 50% of urban mobility that is done, urban commute miles that is done on a daily basis is done on two wheelers. On the other half of the hemisphere where you know, millions of people are living on top of each other and moving into cities where urban, urban pollution and roadside pollution is peaking like, like crazy. And we need to offer something that's a little bit better for, for, you know, for everybody to, to adopt so that we can have a more sustainable future. Uh, so instead of your traditional plug-in charging or tether plug-in charging, which would take hours to, to, to refuel, uh, in a city like the one I'm in today in Taipei, or you know, in Indonesia and Jakarta, or in you know India or in you know China, um, finding just a spot to park is impossible. You know, you can't really imagine trying to convert these you know these gasoline vehicles to to electric because there's just nowhere to park. And so, you know, being able to offer a swap and go battery swapping solution that is uh, a uh, that you can you can go from. Uh, really a depleted battery to a full battery in just seconds really was been a game changer in the pilot market in, in Taipei that we or in Taiwan that we launched uh, several years ago. So today uh, we're really excited, you know, the, of the progress we've made so far. Yeah, game changer is right. I mean, just I think was it last month um, some numbers came out that showed that there's some serious market dominance going on for Gagaro in Taiwan. Um, I think it was that you had over 63,000 electric scooter registrations in the country in the first 11 months of 2021. Uh, the next closest competitor is Aeon with just over 7,000 registrations. So what do you attribute to this mass, massive popularity? Well, what's interesting is that the Aeon electric vehicle actually uses the GoGrow platform. Uh, mm -hmm. We offer a uh, an open platform that now has Yamaha, Aeon, Suzuki, Taiwan, uh, PGO, uh, e-moving, in addition to our own branded vehicle that you see in the background here, um, to really use a common set of batteries and a common set of stations to let the consumer swap and go. And before GoGoRo started you know, launching in, back in 2015, electric transportation or electric two-wheeler was really very, very few and far between. Um, it made up less than 1% of the overall market. So think of it as out of 100 two-wheelers that are sold, you know, that are gasoline-powered, uh, you'll get one electric before GoGo started. And today, 
we're now account for over 95% of the overall electric market, while the electric market grew to now over 13, 14%. So in Taipei last, last uh, I would say last, uh, last month, we just closed up December, uh, in Taipei alone, uh, we're over 25% market share along with our partners. And that has, you know, one out of four vehicle is now electric in just several years. In comparison, if you think about what Tesla dominance in, in the U.S. is, uh, Tesla has been able to, to achieve about three to four percent market share. So out of every, every 100 vehicles they're sold, uh, three to four is Tesla. Today, uh, one out of four in Taipei is now a GoGirl or GoGirl powered vehicle. And so if you think about a Aeon vehicle you just mentioned, uh, it is now uh, using the GoGirl battery as well to swap. And that has the, the usability and the ease of convenience of getting, you know, refueled into 100% in just seconds has really let the consumer adopt electric, you know, mobility without all the anxiety and all the, all the, all the frustration, right? So you buy the vehicle without the battery, and then just like you do with a mobile plan, uh, you subscribe to a service that lets you access uh, in Taiwan, over 10,000 cabinets that we have now installed across Taiwan. Uh, we are now managing over a million batteries uh, on the network that allow the consumer to, to swap and go at any location. So you get, there's no range anxiety. You get on a vehicle and you go as far as you want. And you, know, and you just pay as much as you use. And so if you use a lot, then you pay, of course, you know, proportionally more. Uh, and you use very little and you just park on the side, you don't really need to think about buying a battery or maintaining the battery. Uh, when, when the battery is depleted, you just stop by one of our stations swap. And that usability was a real, uh, really changed everything in, in Taiwan. And we're now uh, partnering with, uh, with you know, our partners, not only in Taiwan, but also uh, across in India with Hero Motor Corp, the largest uh, you know, two-wheeler uh, maker in the world as well as Yadi and Dachangjiang in China to deploy vehicle into, into different cities across those regions. Hmm. Yeah, so the usability aspect, I think is really what kicks it off and makes it, um, makes it a super easy thing to adopt, right? So yeah. Google has different verticals as I'm aware. There's, um, you have the direct consumer sales, you've got the battery swapping network, which other, uh, which other vehicle manufacturers are also a part of. And then you've also got the sharing network, the, um, the shared scooter network. Now, can you walk me through a little bit of the business decisions included in those? Like why add on when you did? Well, you know, my thesis is very simple, right? There's a period of time in which, you know, the world is going to pay attention um, to a certain topic and then technology comes along and, and enable that to happen in a big way. And so timing is everything. Uh, and as we started, we, we, as you mentioned, we have a lot of verticals. Uh, when we started, we just thought about the, the, the battery network as a enabler for electric mobility to happen while other people build the, build the vehicle. Uh, you can say fortunately or unfortunately, nobody built the technology that we needed. So one thing after another, we end up building our own motor we end up designing our own tires with our partners so that we can actually get more efficiency out of them. Uh, we end up designing and manufacturing all our batteries, our swapping cabinets, the entire 
uh, server that runs the network on the backside. You know, you can say that we're a little bit crazy in that we we see a problem and then we we face it, and then if there's no solution out there, we think that that's a great opportunity for us to 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 add value. So we we just continue to build on that. And as we think about mobility, right? You know, the, you know as you said, we offer the network to to all partners to use in an open way. So they all they have to do is really focus on using our uh, our. In some cases, they use our own motor. They use our motor. In some some other cases, they use their own motor. But you know, they all plug in our battery, so the the, the consumer gets the value add of being able to go to all the cabinets and swap. Mm. And then through that, we discover that you know some people want a fractional ownership. They don't want to have um, you know they don't have to necessarily want to own the vehicle outright. They just, you know, once a week, twice a week, they get on a vehicle and they want to go somewhere and not worry about it. They drop it off and they can take a, take a, take a, take a, take a bus or take a, you know, take a uh, subway back home if they needed to. So not having to worry about the burden of the vehicle that triggered our thought of, you know, enabling GoShare and, and GoShare is, as you said, is a, you know, it's a, it's a mobility as a service platform for us. Uh, and you put most like you most recently saw in the news that we launched with Gojek in uh, Jakarta. That's also powered by GoShare. Uh, in the GoShare model, you know the consumer would just simply walk up to a vehicle or look on an app and search for a vehicle, uh, turn it on, ride it, park it legally, and then check out and walk away. Now, what's unique about GoGoRo is that. Uh, we're able to reduce our OPEX in comparison to other mobility as a service provider uh, because we enable the consumer to swap the battery. That is, it's kind of like a hotel room that cleans itself. So there's really little downtime, right? Um, the, you know, we, we, instead of you know, most, uh, most mobility as a service provider who has to have a fleet of operator that goes out and swap batteries or plug the, mm-hmm. plug the vehicle into charge, we have a very minimal set of folks. Uh, seven out of 10 of the battery refueling is done by our consumer. And in mm-hmm. addition, our consumer also uh, has then no, uh, no, no range anxiety at all. They, they can check it out for an entire day. They want to use it as far as they want. They don't need to worry about switching out the vehicle. They just check out the vehicle for the entire day and swap and go also as well. So the swap and go platform is a, enable us beyond just uh, the ownership model of you know refueling, but also uh, enable new businesses to 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 come alive through you know through adding value from 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 just the battery swapping and and, and letting the business to run uh, and operate in a more efficient way. And then most recently, through our battery swapping, we also enable other businesses, such as um, you probably saw the smart parking meter that we announced that enables city to turn into smart city. And one of the hardest part about you know, enabling cities to have uh, connectivity everywhere is running the power line. In mm-hmm. our case, uh, we're deploying uh, several thousand poles this year in Taiwan that allows uh, the battery to be swapped out. So instead of powering through from the ground, uh, we just have to send a guy out every 20 days or so to swap out a battery. And mm-hmm. enabling a city, of, you know, a city like the, the, the size of Taipei to now have connected parking meters that not only uh, can charge people for parking, but also have other sensors to monitor the city and turning streets into smarter streets. Uh, and that, that, that has really been the power of these portable batteries and swappable batteries that not only, not only applies to mobility, but also apply to 
to smart city and, 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 and cleaner energy as we, as we see, see cities getting, getting more connected. Yeah, yeah. It seems like a lot of companies or other business opportunities have sprouted from this just ability to battery swap, right? So is there, what, what's next? What's the next enabler or what's the next move for Gagora? Well, you know, there are a lot of, you know, think of us as like the AA battery, except much bigger, right? Uh, <laughs> think of us as, you know, everything in your, in your house that you have today is powered by batteries. You know, anything that's, you know, the fact that we're talking today is, you know, the fact that we're, you know, your, your laptop has a battery in it. We believe that cleaner, portable, swappable power can enable a, a, a wealth of, other things that can happen. So for example, we just deployed um, uh, recently in Taiwan, uh, about 20 poles, light poles that enable uh, us to, to, to deploy uh, on street lights, uh, 5G uh, stations. And those, you know, those little stations, uh, street lights is one of those things that are kind of very, are, you know, very primitive. Uh, you know, during the morning it turns on, uh, turns off. And then comes the evening, turns on, and the entire street loses power. So all the sensors on, on the poles will then lose power. And what we can do is that we can use our battery to also power that throughout the day and then charge those batteries at, at the nighttime. There are many things we're doing to, to enable these batteries to, to not only provide mobility for the consumer, the end consumer, but also working with cities and working with governments to to, to really make cities cleaner and smarter and more connected. And there, there are just so many things that we're working on. It's, 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 it's the, if you think about just swappable portable power, and if that's the thesis, that's what GoGirl is. And mm. that can sprout many different opportunities coming up, especially when the batteries that we have, have you know, we, we look at it as really first life, second life, third life before then it goes to before it goes to recycling. Part of sustainability is the responsibility of using resources for as long as you can. You mm -hmm. know, once you extract those resources from the earth, you should use it in as many cycles as you can. And in our case, our batteries can go in, in the mobility cycle for over a decade. And then after that decade, uh, then the batteries can then need a second life somewhere where it's maybe the power demand is not so high, like the power, you know, parking meter, where the power needs is trickle, but then still the swappable battery is important for us. Um, so thinking through that problem creates a, a, a lot of opportunities for us. Yeah, absolutely. Some really long range thinking there. Um, now, you, you said that you want to essentially be, or that you essentially are a battery swapping company, and that's kind of how we should think about Gogoro. Now, does that mean that you may not always be a vehicle maker as well? Well, actually, you know, to be honest with you, when we go into, we just deployed in China, we deployed in Hangzhou, Wuxi, and Kunming. You know, we just deployed into a third city. We're a little ahead of schedule and deploying, getting ready for a big launch in the spring. And in China, the market is gigantic. There's about uh, a quarter billion vehicles that, are, that is getting ready to retire over the next three to five years that needs to really get on more sustainable safer, you know, battery swapping, you know, vehicles. Uh, and, and in China, we don't build one single vehicle. We work with China's largest electric two-wheel maker, Yadi, and China's largest gasoline two-wheel maker, Dachangjiang Haoche, to create their vehicle. So they design 
they put together their vehicle, they manufacture, they distribute, and they sell uh, their vehicle across their channel, but uses and, and works with GoGirl and license our technology to deploy the battery swapping into those, into those cities that, that we're going into. And think of us really as the Android of EV. We are not so stuck on you know, having to build our own vehicle. We build our vehicle to demonstrate what we can do when we apply innovation and design and usability to a vehicle to inspire industry to move toward that direction. So that started with the GoGirl One when we, when we launched in 2015 back in CES when nobody was doing mobility in CES. And now everybody's talking about mobility in CES. Uh, and, you know, to then the GoGirl 2, which has made a big splash in, in, in Taiwan market and now is also in Jakarta and as well uh, in, in a couple of cities in Europe uh, and in Korea. And as we think about, you know, the, what we, what GoGirl's value add is in, in vehicle making is really about the fact that we can do everything end to end. And that end to end enable us to create a conversation and a solution that then sparks the consumer's you know, imagination and, and, and adoption. And then, then they can say, what brand do I want to choose this battery swapping you know, usability from? So in the case in Taiwan, they can choose from GoGirl's vehicle, or they can choose from Yamaha's vehicle, or Aeon's vehicle, or, you know, or, or Suzuki Taiwan's vehicle. Uh, they all offer different style of design. They offer different you know, type of services. They offer a different type of uh, form factor. But at the end of the day, they have one common denominator, which is using the de facto standard, the GoGo de facto standard of battery swapping in Taiwan. Mm -hmm. And over the last six, seven years, we really kind of honed our technology. And 2022 is going to be a big year for us to think about how we're going to actually deploy overseas. So, for example, in India, we're working with Hero Motor Corp. And with Dr. Nanjal, he's designing the hero vehicle. He's going to manufacture the vehicle, but he's going to use the GoGirl technology, the connectivity, the, the battery swapping to really kind of help his company do the transformation between his gasoline offering today uh, into, the, into the needs of tomorrow, which is electric uh, conversion and all using the GoGirl battery swapping. Mm. Mm -hmm. What, what would you say the benefits are to working with local um, vehicle manufacturers in India and in China, rather than just kind of trying to, you know, build them all in Taiwan yourselves and ship them over? Well, simply put, to be honest with you, if you think about where, you know, where, where China is today with Datangdang and Yadi, they have over 50,000 retail outlets, 50,000. It's really... To be honest with you, I can't go fast enough. I, mm -hmm. If I were to go and build my own vehicle and have to deploy into that network on my, on my own uh, without those partners, I would not be able to go and, and, and think about, you know, half a dozen cities in half a year, right? And just keep going and, and keep deploying. Uh, in, like I said, in, in China, between Yadi and Datangdang, they have over 50,000 retail outlets in over 300 cities. That's a massive platform for us to take our technology and apply to their, you know, their brand and their channel, and then trying to achieve what, you know, what others would think is close to impossible, right? To to get to get those riders, you know, half a billion riders or or or, um, or quarter billion riders onto the GoGo battery swapping network. That mm -hmm. 
is why we work with these partners. They have really great local connection with large businesses and government in, in the cities that they operate in and in, in the country they operate in, as well as they just simply have had a brand that, that people can trust and with a sales network that is broad. And what we think of us as really an enabler that, that enabled it to transition into, into smarter, more usable electric vehicle. And so it's a win-win for both sides. They get to, they get to take advantage of our technology. They get to they get to have a new conversation with the consumer and be on, on the trend of what the, the world needs to get to carbon neutrality, as well as GoGirl gets what we, we need, which is, you know, instead of building out a, uh, a supply chain that is gigantic, you know, all the way up to retail and services network that is gigantic, uh, we simply leverage their power and their platform to deploy quicker. Uh, and that's, mm -hmm. That's how we have formed the the the, the strategy. Think, really think of us as a, the EV of uh, the EV of, of uh, the Android of EV, the Microsoft of, of, of the PC industry. You know, personal mm -hmm. computing industry. Yeah, yeah. So, just to pivot really quickly. Um, now, you had talked a little bit about smart smart parking meters and what that means for infrastructure. So, I'm just kind of curious what how do you how have you seen battery swapping affect the infrastructure of a city? Oh, it's been, it's been great. I mean, in Taiwan, we launch our network, not only, you know, think about where gas stations are today. Gas stations are not in the heart of the city. They're, they're not in a shopping mall. There's a reason for that because safety, because of the off gas, because the real estate that it takes to service those, you know, those, those customers. Instead, what we do is that we place our cabinets in supermarket underneath, you know, in universities, at the bus stop, at the stop sta subway station, at the coffee shop, at the 7-Eleven convenience stores, making our network much more, I would say, much more easier for the consumer to access, much mm -hmm. more convenient and have ad hoc. And that has really changed the way that people actually move around in cities. And instead of everybody crowding over to a gas station and then, and then, and then, and then dispersing, uh, people are just refueling on the way. We see that as a, as, a, as a huge change, just from an end consumer perspective. We also just recently um, announced with Thai Power, Taiwan's largest electric, uh, or the only, uh, only electric grid supplier, uh, on two, two topics that we've been passionate about for the last, I would say, 10 years we've been working on this. Uh, the first is to take all the energy that we have in these cabinets and provide a uh, bi-directional, uh, microgrid solution for the city. So uh, we announced a pilot program where uh, the cabinet you see behind me, uh, it was designed to be in the get-go to be bi-directionally ready. So mm -hmm. uh, as it charges the battery, and if we don't foresee anybody coming over to, to swap out the battery, and if the city needs power, we can then push the power back, in, back into the grid and helping uh, balance the grid a little bit. The second thing we do is that with these stations, they're all connected back to the server. So the electric company can actually uh, think of it as a virtual power plant. They ask us to, uh, you know, they, they put, a, put, a, put a broadcast on and say, for the next 15 minutes, I need people to stop using power. Whoever can stop using power, uh, you know, we'll, we'll compensate you for the, for, the, for the reduction as well, helping to balance the grid at 60 hertz. And so what we do is we work with the Taiwan power company uh, 
to basically shut down a machine and stop them from charging uh, on demand like that. And then through that, we're able to work also with our AI engine to do prediction as to when people are going to come over and swap batteries and maximize the use of these batteries. And one of the most interesting things people ask me is like, how fast do these batteries charge when you put it in and how fast? It really depends because what we do is that we use the machine learning engine that we have to monitor how our consumers are using the network and only charge and prepare batteries just in time for that consumer. So when you come over to a battery station, you put a, put a depleted battery, we give you two for one instantly. So within seconds, you get, you get, you get to go you know, and, and leave that station. You left behind two batteries or you know, one battery that is you know, depleted. But we will monitor as to when we predict the next person to come and charge responsibly in partnership with the grid to know when is the right time to charge, how fast to charge these batteries, to condition the battery, to extend the life of these batteries. So there's a lot more sophistication behind the battery swapping than just, oh, I'm swapping it out like a, yeah. like a propane tank for barbecue, right? <laughs> so we're, you know, we do it in a, in, a, in, a, in a way that allows us to take our resource and apply it to, to, to other, you know, other needs of the cities as well. Have you, do you have this functionality across the Gagoro network? Gagoro, sorry. Uh, on, the, on, on both of them are still a pilot that I just mm -hmm. talked about in Thai Power. Uh, working okay. with, a, with, a, with a power company, we've got to be very, very um, careful, right? Uh, as, we, you know, as we think about how we're going to actually um, be part of the, you know, the, the virtual power plant you know, solution across cities of tomorrow, we work with companies like NLX, you know, the, the world's largest uh, VPD company, uh, to plug our solution into their solution so that now we can, uh, we can, I think across the network today, we have about uh, 20 locations that are live with this, with this technology. And then later on, as we, you know, prove the success of it, we'll roll out to other cabinets. And all our cabinets in the, uh, in the latest generation of, of, of stations that we deploy over the last several years uh, has been designed to be bi-directional ready. So they just need to really add a piece of you know, hardware and, and, and they can go. Uh, and our system on the back end looks at the usability of the network, looks at when people use the energy, and then we, we can then commit to a certain level of energy that, that can be you know, they can be either put back to the grid or uh, can, can hold on charge so that we don't, we don't take the energy from the grid. Hmm. Now, earlier you said that, you know, this kind of ease of swapping is what has enabled the adoption of more microelectric vehicles. I'm sure you're aware of a company called Ample, which is trying to do something similar with electric cars. Uh, do you think that this technology can transfer well over to larger electric vehicles? I think, you know, the reason why we're able to do what we do so quickly is because the footprint of the real estate it takes to do the battery swapping is actually very, very small. The cabinet is about the size of a Coca-Cola machine, right? Uh, we're able to put it in front of a convenience store. We put it in front of, um, you know, at a bus stop, right? Right next to the parking lot. We don't need a huge piece of real estate. But as you think about four-wheelers, you know, I, 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 of course, you know, I'm working on two-wheelers and three-wheelers uh, for a reason, because I believe that that is the biggest impact that we can have at the quickest speed that we can have. Um, part of innovation is, you know, and invention is 
is the ability for us to, to get as many adopters, you know, onto the network as possible. And through, you know, just looking at our station in the back here, one cabinet alone can service uh, several hundred customers. So people come in, swap a battery, and on average, about three and a half days later, they come and swap, a, swap another battery. And during that time, that cabinet is servicing other people. And every one of those slots that are in the cabinet are turning over the batteries and charging batteries. Mm-hmm. A real estate you know, efficiency like that, like where you know, one single parking spot can service over a thousand customers, is impossible for four wheelers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's one of the fundamental reasons that we're able to do, you know, the real estate, you know, and the ease of finding that real estate is really important. The second thing that you have to think about is, you know, just the the investment it takes. If you if you talk about four wheelers, the robots, the machines, the 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 you know the the time it takes to really you know swap out a battery is not really really uh, optimal. In mm-hmm. our case, the consumer just picks up you know. Uh, a consumer just picks up a battery. It's 10 kilograms. It's easy. It's just like a jug of water. You pick it up. You put it in. There's no robots. Robots are your, your 10 fingers. Uh, so it's, you know, the, the, the cost efficiency of deploying such a network. If you think about, you know, other four-wheel, you know, cabin, you know four-wheel, four-wheel swappers versus, you know, where we are, we can probably deploy dozens if not even, you know, several dozen cabinets and locations for the price of one. Uh, and that ability for us to deploy, you know, across so many, so many, um, so many cities, so many, such a big footprint at a cost efficiency is really important for us to, to for the speed. And then um, overall, I think that the, the usability experience is, is it's just, it, it's just easy. Uh, you don't have to worry about things being clunky and, 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 and robots, you know, taking, taking, uh, taking its time to do a thing. Mm. Um, in September, you, excuse me, in September, you announced, sorry, guys, you're drinking water, I'll drink coffee. (laughs) (laughs) I'm seven in the morning here. (laughs) A fancy coffee. Um, (laughs) now last September, you announced that you'd be going public via SPAC by merging with Poema Global. Um, and this is a deal that set your enterprise valuation at $2.35 billion at the time. And this was expected to close in the first quarter of 2022. So can you give us an update on the status of that deal? Yeah, we're doing really great. We got the first feedback from the SEC already. Uh, you know, we're preparing all the, all the Q&As back. Uh, we are overall, I think, you know, the, the process has been smooth. People have been super excited. We were looking at, you know, with with a spec. Obviously, there's always a pipe that goes with this, with a, with a, with a merger. Uh, on the pipe, we were raising uh, 175 million, and we're really excited to 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 let everybody know that we were way oversubscribed. Uh, we landed at about 257 million instead, so close to, you know, close to 80 million oversubscribed. Um, so. For us, you know, we've seen a lot of market interest and a lot of people buzzing about what GoGirl is. Uh, there was, you know, I would say there, there was a, a, a post that announcement. There has been lots of, you know, lots of activity on our on, on our side as well. We, you know, we're very excited during the time of announcement that we also, uh, you know, had Gojack and, Go, you know, GoTo, which is a mother company of Gojack, the largest uh, ride hailing uh, and logistics company in uh, in Indonesia, 
to join our pipe and as well as now we deployed a pilot uh, pilot program into Jakarta. Mm -hmm. So working with Gojak to really turn their 2 million riders to one day use electric and 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 hopefully a great amount of that will use the battery swapping as a mean of refueling. Um, and so hitting those number one, you know, size market, China, number two size market, India, number three size market, Indonesia, uh, has, I would say, really shown, you know, I would say, shown not only uh, the people who are supporting us, our investors and our employees that we're heading in the right direction, but also has, you know, invited a lot of uh, other cities and a lot of other business partners to approach us and say, what about our city? What about our country? What about our region? Uh, we need mm. solution just like yours also as well. So, you know, having those large partners and having those large programs being rolled out, we're seeing the momentum accelerating, which is which is essential for us to 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 get to, you know, not only, you know, from a business perspective, get to success, but also at the same time, the need to get to 50%, you know, carbon neutrality by 2030, a, a must do for us to not not put this earth at risk. We need to get get there quicker, you know, and, and close to 20% of pollution that we we see going into the into the atmospheres through through mobility. And a lot of that happens in big cities, you know, and, and these big cities where 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 roadside pollution is damaging people's health as well as pollution they're emitting into the into into the atmosphere is is contributing greatly to 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 damaging our, our, our planet so you know doing good doing well and then also at the same time you, you if you look at our vehicle and you look at the people using our vehicle you can see they're having fun too so do good do well and have fun doing it and that's what we you know the go girl thesis there Hmm, a mantra to live by. Um, I want to touch briefly on that momentum in a second, but just to confirm, you did say that you're planning on ex on closing this deal uh, this quarter, right? That's yeah, on we're working, yeah, we're still on track to probably close. You know, toward the end of end of Q1, um, mm -hmm. we are. You know, we're everything is everything is lining up, but of course, we're you know. The STC schedule and, and 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 the normal process will run its you know run its run its run its path, um, mm -hmm. but we don't see much uh, much barrier to that at the moment. We're seeing a lot of excitement in the market as well. So when you go public, you'll um, obviously get a lot of money coming into the company. Do you have any plans for that additional funding yet? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we continue to 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 look into you know. Think of what we did in Taiwan is we, you know, we, we put out our development center and our technology development center in the heart of our uh, pilot market so that we get to we get to learn real time from how people are using it and then develop the technology and, and deploy it. So we'll continue to make a huge investment in, in R&D and, and, and creating um, differentiating technology so that we can help not only ourselves, but also our partners uh, accelerate the growth of, of you know, adoption in, in their market as well. So that, that's a, really the first use of fund. Second mm -hmm. use of fund is really to go into these markets and light it up. So like I said, we're getting ready for a big launch in, uh, in China in the spring when the weather gets, you know, gets, gets warmer, where uh, two-wheeler sales will, will start to climb. So we're really going to have to put a lot of, you know, market development effort into those markets to, to kind of, you know, work hand-in-hand -hand with our partners to, to, to enable that to happen. Uh, mm -hmm. As well as India is going to be a, you know, it's going to be a, uh, a market that we're going after in the later part of the 22. And so, 
uh, with New Delhi as being a focus at the moment. Uh, mm -hmm. That will also need capital, uh, as well as Indonesia and, and other markets. Uh, as far as capability goes, we are, you know, we announced a deal with Foxconn to uh, the world's largest uh, electronic uh, manufacturer to work hand in hand with us to 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 expand into the markets and create capacity there. So you know we we the formula is working. Uh, we have a great demand side from the from the market and overall trend of uh, urban mobility that is converting to electric. I think that's a that's a that's a really important piece of it, uh, as well as the you know the, the platform side having great partners that we're working with. Uh, and working on developing those markets together. Uh, and then on the supply side, you know, working with Foxconn and then on the technology side, uh, really working with, you know, within internally and also seeking partnerships outside to, to, to further develop the technology so that we can actually have, you know, I would say, you know, if, when I started battery swapping back in 2015, nobody was doing it. And as a matter of fact, you know, everybody thought I was crazy. Everybody thought that it was impossible. And I think six years on, seven years on, um, it's starting to prove that everybody needs that, especially around two-wheelers and three-wheelers. And we're now just at the cusp of the transformation decade for electric mobility. And mm -hmm. in 2022, 2021, 22, you know, you see this, this, this hockey stick starting to happen. And that's what we're getting ready for. Yeah. Uh, Go Girl has been doing this for 10 years. Uh, we were the first to do it, and you know we're we're we have the right partnerships and we have the right markets we're going into, and 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 by going public, we'll we'll be able to get the resources as well as you know have the the governance and the and the transparency that's needed for us to work with these governments and and large enterprises across the world to to deploy. Mm. And and so you're expanding into a lot of markets in Asia. What about Europe? What about the U.S.? Do you see, you know, any time? I mean, the U.S. is kind of still in love with cars. Maybe Europe would be a bit better suited for Gogoro's uh, Gogoro's style of um, battery swapping. But do you have any plans in the works or any ways that you can see um, adoption happening in in either of those continents? I would say there's a lot of conversation. To take what we're what we already have done so far into other markets as well. Uh, in Europe, we're over the last several years, we do have a partner in Europe. Uh, the partner is Tier, which does uh, mobility as a service. So GoGirl's battery as well as GoGirl's vehicle uh, is now in Germany, and uh, you know, and and it was in other markets as well before the pandemic, uh, such as you know Paris and, and Spain. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, but that, since then it's consolidated in, in, into 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 Germany, and I would say electric mobility is definitely a topic that everybody that you can imagine is talking about, mm -hmm. and battery swapping is has been considered as the the key in, enabler for such adoption, and so there's a lot of conversation happening in those regions that you just mentioned. Uh, we just have to be wise about how we use our resources and 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 the partners we choose to go into those markets, uh, because you know honestly we get one shot at it. You know this decade by 2030, if we don't do a good job, um, at least on our part of of mobility, uh, I think it's going to be a big miss. And so we're GoGo is very careful about uh, how we enter into the market. And as you can see, over the last several years, uh, we have really honed our technology and really. 
focus on developing the market in Taiwan because Taiwan is per capita has a lot of people using using two wheelers uh, for a population of 24 million people, uh, 14 million vehicles on the ground. So, you know, you don't count the old and don't count the young. Everybody has one. Right. But unfortunately, all gasoline powered. Yeah. So proving our case that we can take a market like Taiwan and transform it into electric uh, is essential for us to use it as a, as, a, as, a, as a great case study so that we can then, you know, convince other markets and other government and other policymakers that it is possible, that we should do it and the benefits as such. And we're just at this point where we're now, you know, I would say through the, through the inflection point now. Uh, our technology is ready. Our platform is ready. Our people is ready. Our partner is ready. So we're now, you'll see a lot of, a lot of activity in 2022. Mm. Okay. Uh, final question for you. What other promising micro EV trends are you seeing in Asia? Uh, we see, of course, you know, I would say, you know, battery swapping for us is, you know, form factor agnostic. Uh, so most recently you saw us launching uh, with two partners, two three-wheelers. Uh, mm-hmm. There, of course, you know, other form factors across, you know, across different parts of Asia, uh, such as the tuk-tuks and the, you know, and, 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 and the people carrier and, and cargo carriers. Um, I, I just think of ourselves as, as, as the battery swapping platform. You know, if you need five wheels and it makes sense to have five wheels, you would build a five-wheel vehicle with a partner. Uh, it's a, it really, think of us as, as really the technology platform that enable electric mobility to become easy to use and easy to adopt. Take away range anxiety, take away battery cost, take away charging time, you know? And the only solution you got really is, you know, through a battery swapping infrastructure that lets the consumer uh, go from zero to 100 in in energy in a heartbeat. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that ease of use can be applied to many different form factors when it comes to mobility. Um, you know, 10 kilogram battery in, in our case, you know, with the, with the vehicle that we, we work with the IBM deployed in, in China, a single battery can power over a hundred, you know, hundred, hundred kilometer. Uh, and, you know, in the, in the case of Taiwan where, you know, higher speed, higher, higher load, higher demand on, on, on performance, uh, we'll get, you know, double battery to, you know, to, to last, you know, close to a hundred kilometer. So, mm-hmm. you know. You can imagine, right? Two battery, three battery, four battery. It just stacks up until until the point it becomes frustrating. You know, if you go six batteries, eight battery, then it becomes a little frustrating to swap. But you know, think about two battery, one battery, three battery, four battery, powering different type of form factors. And so mm-hmm. we have a lot of vehicle partners coming to us and saying, "Hey, you know, what about this form factor? What about that form factor?" And we see the world, you know, as as endless possibility. You know, battery technology will continue to improve. Uh, cost of battery, you know, has stabilized, but I, we see that, you know, it will go down over time uh, as as the EV market stabilizes. Uh, and the economics of battery swapping will just get more and more efficient. You know, over over the last several years, we've deployed, you know, and updated, you know, our network continuously. We're now on the first, on the third generation of our battery in our cabinet. But the unique thing about us is that everything is forward and backward, you know, compatible. So the very first vehicle that we sold can now use the very latest battery that we just manufactured and deployed in the network, as well as vice versa. 
the very latest vehicle can pick up the oldest battery and use the oldest cabinet to swap as well. So back with forward compatible, so as we build this scale, and then that's what makes efficient come, come in. As we get more riders on the network, our OPEX goes down because everything is automated. You know, there's the other than people going out and, and fixing minor problems or maintaining the station, really don't need any, you know, imagine, um, you know, I, I just said we have 10,000, over 10,000 cabinets. Uh, we have them in about slightly over 2,000 locations in Taiwan. But if you think about gas stations, how many people you need at the gas station to operate 2,000 gas stations, that's easily over 10,000 people. In, mm. our, in our case, less than 100 because the cabinets are self-serve. And mm. that automation allows us to deploy even quicker and offer the consumer a higher value, right? So our goal is to get to a point where, you know, battery swapping and gas refueling are at par, a parity. And at mm-hmm. that point, you know, you'd be, you'd be kind of a fool not to, not to go with electric, right? Because of the convenience, because of the health reason, because of just the, the fun of riding electric. It, it, it's yeah. just funner. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, I think that's all the time we have. I'm really appreciative of you for taking the time to chat. Lovely to get to know you and your business a little bit more. And um, yeah, thank you so much. Well, thank you, Rebecca. We're just excited about what's to come in, you know, in this decade as we think about the sustainability revolution needing to happen. And, you know, we're, we're focused on Asia at the moment because there's just, you know, there's half a billion vehicles roaming around in Asia today, uh, providing over 50% of urban commute miles done every day on two wheelers. There's a huge market that most people don't focus on. And when, as you think about mobility and you think about electric mobility, you can think about all the, you know, the charge point, the Tesla, the, you can name a, a full list of folks that are working on four wheelers. But as you think about two wheelers, mm-hmm. what's unique is that the innovation hasn't really started yet. GoGirl started 10 years ago with a swap and go and now is being, now, now is beginning to be a hot topic. And I would encourage everybody to pay attention to, to Asia. And there's, there's a huge market in that is emerging with electric two wheelers, especially around proper electric two wheelers that are at you know at at the at the 100 cc 125 cc equivalent to solve the problems of Vietnam, Indonesia, Thailand, Philippines, India, China, etc. Those those growing markets are 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 desperately needing support, and that's what we're that's what we're working on today. Yeah, well, I hope, uh, you know, I, I visited Vietnam and Cambodia a few years ago, maybe six years ago, and I definitely noticed the congestion, the um, the high levels of two-wheelers um, with ICE engines, and it'll be really interesting to come back, uh, you know, a few years later and see how much it's changed with your technology. Absolutely. We're excited about that. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Forrest. Thanks, guys.